Chapter twenty two, part one of A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Christopher Smith. A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life by William Law. Chapter twenty two, part one. Chapter twenty two. Recommending devotion at three o'clock called in scripture the ninth hour of the day the subject of prayer at this hour is resignation to the divine pleasure the nature and duty of conformity to the will of god in all our actions and designs i have recommended certain subjects to be made the fixed and chief matter of your devotions at all the hours of prayer that have been already considered as thanksgiving and oblation of yourself to god at your first prayers in the morning at nine the great virtue of christian humility is to be the chief part of your petitions at twelve you are called upon to pray for all the graces of universal love and to raise it in your heart by such general and particular intercessions as your own state and relation to other people seem more particularly to require of you at this hour of the afternoon you are desired to consider the necessity of resignation and conformity to the will of god and to make this great virtue the principal matter of your prayers there is nothing wise or holy or just but the great will of god this is as strictly true in the most rigid sense as to say that nothing is infinite and eternal but god no beings therefore whether in heaven or on earth can be wise or holy or just but so far as they conform to this will of god it is conformity to this will that gives virtue and perfection to the highest services of the angels in heaven and it is conformity to the same will that makes the ordinary actions of men on earth become an acceptable service unto god the whole nature of virtue consists in conforming to and the whole nature of vice in declining from the will of god all god's creatures are created to fulfil his will the sun and moon obey his will by the necessity of their nature angels conform to his will by the perfection of their nature if therefore you would show yourself not to be a rebel and apostate from the order of the creation you must act like beings both above and below you it must be the great desire of your soul that god's will may be done by you on earth as it is done in heaven it must be the settled purpose and intention of your heart to will nothing design nothing do nothing but so far as you have reason to believe that it is the will of god that you should so desire design and do it is as just and necessary to live in this state of heart to think thus of god and yourself as to think that you have any dependence upon him and it is as great a rebellion against god to think that your will may ever differ from his as to think that you have not received the power of willing for him you are therefore to consider yourself as a being that has no other business in the world but to be that which god requires you to be to have no tempers no rules of your own to seek no self-designs or self-ends but to fill some place and act some part in strict conformity and thankful resignation to the divine pleasure to think that you are your own or at your own disposal is as absurd as to think that you created and can preserve yourself it is as plain and necessary a first principle to believe you are thus gods 
that you thus belong to him and are to act and suffer all in a thankful resignation to his pleasure as to believe that in him you live and move and have your being acts seventeen twenty eight resignation to the divine will signifies a cheerful approbation and thankful acceptance of everything that comes from god it is not enough patiently to submit but we must thankfully receive and fully approve of everything that by the order of god's providence happens to us for there is no reason why we should be patient but what is as good and strong a reason why we should be thankful if we were under the hands of a wise and good physician that could not mistake nor do anything to us but what certainly tended to our benefit it would not be enough to be patient and abstain from murmurings against such a physician but it would be as great a breach of duty and gratitude to him not to be pleased and thankful for what he did as it would be to murmur at him now this is our true state with relation to god we cannot be said so much as to believe in him unless we believe him to be of infinite wisdom every argument therefore for patience under his disposal of us is a strong an argument for approbation and thankfulness for everything that he does to us and there needs no more to dispose us to this gratitude towards god than a full belief in him that he is this being of infinite wisdom love and goodness do but assent to this truth in the same manner as you assent to things of which you have no doubt and then you will cheerfully approve of everything that god has already approved for you for as you cannot possibly be pleased with the behaviour of any person towards you but because it is for your good is wise in itself and the effect of his love and goodness towards you so when you are satisfied that god does not only do that which is wise and good and kind but that which is the effect of an infinite wisdom and love in the care of you it will be as necessary whilst you have this faith to be thankful and pleased with everything which god chooses for you as to wish your own happiness whenever therefore you find yourself disposed to uneasiness or murmuring at anything that is the effect of god's providence over us you must look upon yourself as denying either the wisdom or goodness of god for every complaint necessarily supposes this you would never complain of your neighbour but that you suppose you can show either his unwise unjust or unkind behaviour towards you now every murmuring impatient reflection under the providence of god is the same accusation of god a complaint always supposes ill usage hence also you may see the great necessity and piety of this thankful state of heart because the want of it implies an accusation of god's want either of wisdom or goodness in his disposal of us it is not therefore any high degree of perfection founded in any uncommon nicety of thinking or refined notions but a plain principle founded in this plain belief that god is a being of infinite wisdom and goodness now this resignation to the divine will may be considered in two respects first as it signifies a thankful approbation of god's general providence over the world secondly as it signifies a thankful acceptance of his particular providence over us first every man is by the law of his creation by the first article of his creed obliged to consent to and acknowledge the wisdom and goodness of god in his general providence over the whole world 
he is to believe that it is the effect of god's great wisdom and goodness that the world itself was formed at such a particular time and in such a manner that the general order of nature the whole frame of things is contrived and formed in the best manner he is to believe that god's providence over states and kingdoms times and seasons is all for the best that the revolutions of state and changes of empire the rise and fall of monarchies persecutions wars famines and plagues are all permitted and conducted by god's providence to the general good of man in this state of trial a good man is to believe all this with the same fullness of assent as he believes that god is in every place though he neither sees nor can comprehend the manner of his presence this is a noble magnificence of thought a true religious greatness of mind to be thus affected with god's general providence admiring and magnifying his wisdom in all things never murmuring at the course of the world or the state of things but looking upon all around at heaven and earth as a pleased spectator and adoring that invisible hand which gives laws to all motions and overrules all events to ends suitable to the highest wisdom and goodness it is very common for people to allow themselves great liberty in finding fault with such things as have only god for their cause every one thinks he may justly say what a wretched abominable climate he lives in this man is frequently telling you what a dismal cursed day it is and what intolerable seasons we have another thinks he has very little to thank god for that it is hardly worth his while to live in a world so full of changes and revolutions but these are tempers of great impiety and show that religion has not yet its seat in the heart of those that have them it sounds indeed much better to murmur at the course of the world or the state of things than to murmur at providence to complain of the seasons and weather than to complain of god but if these have no other cause but god and his providence it is a poor distinction to say that you are only angry at the things but not at the cause and director of them how sacred the whole frame of the world is how all things are to be considered as gods and referred to him is fully taught by our blessed lord in the case of oaths but i say unto you swear not at all either by heaven for it is god's throne nor by the earth for it is his footstool neither by jerusalem for it is the city of the great king neither shalt thou swear by thy head because thou canst not make one hair white or black matthew five thirty four to thirty six that is because the whiteness or blackness of thy hair is not then but god's here you see all things in the whole order of nature from the highest heavens to the smallest hair are always to be considered not separately as they are in themselves but as in some relation to god and if this be good reasoning thou shalt not swear by the earth a city or thy hair because these things are god's and in a certain manner belong to him is it not exactly the same reasoning to say thou shalt not murmur at the seasons of the earth the states of cities and the change of times because all these things are in the hands of god have him for their author are directed and governed by him to such ends as are most suitable to his wise providence if you think you can murmur at the state of things without murmuring at providence or complain of seasons without complaining of god hear what our blessed lord says further upon oaths whoso shall swear by the altar sweareth by it and by all things thereon 
and who so shall swear by the temple sweareth by him that dwelleth therein and he that shall swear by heaven sweareth by the throne of god and by him that sitteth thereon matthew twenty three twenty to twenty two now does not this scripture plainly oblige us to reason after this manner whoso murmurs at the course of the world murmurs at god that governs the course of the world whoso repines at seasons and weather and speaks impatiently of times and events repines and speaketh impatiently of god who is the sole lord and governor of times seasons and events as therefore when we think of god himself we are to have no sentiments but of praise and thanksgiving so when we look at those things which are under the direction of god and governed by his providence we are to receive them with the same tempers of praise and gratitude and though we are not to think all things right and just and lawful which the providence of god permits for then nothing could be unjust because nothing is without his permission yet we must adore god in the greatest public calamities the most grievous persecutions as things that are suffered by god like plagues and famines for ends suitable to his wisdom and glory in the government of the world there is nothing more suitable to the piety of a reasonable creature or to the spirit of a christian than thus to approve admire and glorify god in all the acts of his general providence considering the whole world as his particular family and all events as directed by his wisdom every one seems to consent to this as an undeniable truth that all things must be as god pleases and is not this enough to make every man pleased with them himself and how can a man be a peevish complainer of anything that is the effect of providence but by showing that his own self-will and self-wisdom is of more weight with him than the will and wisdom of god and what can religion be said to have done for a man whose heart is in this state for if he cannot thank and praise god as well in calamities and sufferings as in prosperity and happiness he is as far from the piety of a christian as he that only loves them that love him is from the charity of a christian for to thank god only for such things as you like is no more a proper act of piety than to believe only what you see is an act of faith resignation and thanksgiving to god are only acts of piety when they are acts of faith trust and confidence in the divine goodness end of chapter 22 part 1